Hey everyone, I'm Ann Bogle, and this is What Should I Read Next, episode 20. Welcome to the show that's dedicated to answering the question that plagues every reader. What should I read next? We don't get bossy on this show. What we will do here is give you the information you need to choose your next read. Every week, we'll talk all things books and reading and do a little literary matchmaking with one guest. Before we do that, I want to make sure you are following the show on Instagram. You can find us there at What Should I Read Next, where you'll find good books, info about the people I'm talking to, peeks behind the scenes, and much more. Today's guest is Sarah Russell Giglio. Sarah lives in Shreveport, Louisiana. She's a newlywed who loves cooking, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, and by day, she's a criminal defense attorney. We talk about big fat books and a few Southern classics. Let's get to it. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi, it's so good to be here. Oh, well, I'm thrilled to talk to you. Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a lawyer. I do criminal defense work in Shreveport, Louisiana. I was born in Texas, but I moved here to Shreveport, so that's kind of what I do. I'm a huge reader, love reading. So how does reading fit into your life with your with your day job and what you have going on in the rest of the life? What are you looking to get from your books? So I go back and forth. Sometimes I want to get something out of it that I can use in my job, and then sometimes I prefer to read as just sort of an escape, um, you know, just to read a story that's not related to anything real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just kind of read some some good fiction that, that isn't related to anything that's actually happening in the world. I can appreciate that. Do you enjoy a good legal thriller, or is that not what you want to be reading? I do enjoy a good one. Now, uh, <laughs> I have that are not, and they get on my nerves, and I stop them quickly. But um, a good one, yes, I, I do enjoy. Somehow, I was just talking with my parents the other night about John Grisham novels and the reading of the will, and it annoys my dad because he says, that no, that's not how it works <laughs> at all. Right. But it's in every novel that has a will in it that he's ever read. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay. Same kind of thing with my line of work. All right, no legal thrillers today then. <laughs> Okay, here's how this works. You know, the drill. You're going to tell me three books you love, one book you hate, and what you've been reading lately, and we'll talk about what you should read next. Okay. Let's start with your favorites. What's the first book you love? Um, the first book that I absolutely love is Gone with the Wind, mm -hmm. which I put off reading for years and years um, because it was a commitment. Um, every time I looked at it, it was like a 1,000 pages or 1,200 uh -huh. pages, depending on the version. And um that was kind of overwhelming for me. As much as I liked reading, I wasn't sure I wanted to commit because I'm a one book at a time kind of person. Um, but I did it finally. And oh my gosh, I love that book. It is, the writing in it is so good. And I just felt, every time I read it, I felt like I was in the South in the Civil War. Like I felt like I was like in that time and place. It was mm -hmm. crazy. It was so good. How long ago did you read it? I read it um, about two and a half or three years ago. Okay. Now, is it just me or do you feel like it's having its own resurgence? Like I've read a lot of essays about it recently. It's getting a lot of love. I don't I don't know what's driving that, but it seems to be everywhere for a book I, that's really pretty old. I agree. Um, I feel like, and I'm not sure why either, but I feel like I've been reading, like you said, a lot of blogs about it, a lot of articles about it, um, some good, some bad. Um, but nothing's going to change my opinion about how good I think it is. <laughs> I, mean, I like it. Even as I read it, I felt like I was like turning into Scarlet, which isn't really a good thing because, you know, she's <laughs> not exactly the person you want to strive to be. Well, um, no, but you can't help admire her like spitfireness. Right. Right. <laughs> even if maybe you don't dream of becoming her. 
Right. Exactly. So anyway, I absolutely love Gone with the Wind. Okay. Very Uh, nice. My next one is To Kill a Mockingbird, which I know has been talked about on the show before. Um, But I love that one because I've read it so many times. And at each point in my life, when I read it, I get something different out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, When I read it when I was younger, I don't I don't remember, probably middle school or high school Mm -hmm. when I read it. You know, it was a good story um, and something that I just enjoyed. And then I read it again um, in law school. And obviously, really? I took were you in law school or did you read it as part of a course? Oh, no, I just read it. Okay. I was okay. Yeah. I was um, about to ask lots of questions. <laughs> um, I wish that was assigned reading in law school. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I took something different from it at that point because mm-hmm. I was coming from a different view. And then I, I, you know, doing criminal defense is the same thing that Atticus did in the book. And so once I started doing that line of work, I took something even more from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I won't start on Watchmen, but I do love To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> I'll just leave that alone. <laughs> yeah, I I read Watchmen, and I think my issues with it are different than other people's. Um, I frankly scout got on my nerves, but <laughs> well, you 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 can't leave it there. I was going to leave it alone, but with that, <laughs> um, no, I just you know I read it and. I was okay with Atticus being a little more complicated of a character. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't agree with everything he did or said, but I was okay with him being a little more complicated. My issue with Scout, frankly, just came across as really whiny to me. <laughs> and um, I liked her as a child, didn't like her as an adult. Mm-hmm. So the book gave you faith in the editorial process? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're in good company. Um, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, To Kill a Mockingbird would be the second book that I chose that I Mm -hmm. love. And of course, limiting this to three is insanely difficult, but you know this. I do. I do. Um, And then the third book I chose was No Greatness Without Goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of lesser known, but it's by Randy Lewis, who is the senior vice president of Walgreens. And it's kind of biographical about um, he has a son who's autistic and how he started helping people with special needs become employed by Walgreens. Mm Um, And the reason I liked the book so much was not, it didn't have anything to do with the writing ability necessarily. You know, it wasn't beautiful prose. It wasn't like Gone with the Wind where you felt like you were there. Um, But it was just one of those books that made you feel really good Mm -hmm. and realize, kind of restore your faith in humanity a little bit. So I really appreciated what he had to say. I think every business owner should read it. Um, It's it's just a really great book. Okay. Now tell me what you hate. I hate As I Lay Dying. I hate that book so much. You live in the South. Is that allowed? Um, well, I, it better be because I hate, <laughs> nobody's changing my mind. Okay. Tell us um, more. So, and it might, I will give this caveat. It might have been partially because of the time that I read it. I was in college. Maybe I didn't appreciate it like I should have. Uh-huh. I don't know. I appreciated a lot of books in college. I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. here. Um, I just didn't, it, it didn't capture me. I never got into it. Um, every page was like pulling teeth for me and it was assigned reading in a course I took. And normally with a book that size, you know, it's not that long Mm -hmm. with a book that size, I'd just devour it in an afternoon. No, every page was just horrible for me. So reading that was just a bad experience for me. I'm not, (laughs) I can't put my finger on why it just didn't draw me in. I just read that for the first time a few months ago and I was, I, can see why it was important. <laughs> yeah, I can see why it was important. <laughs> I can see why people who I can see why people who like it would like it. Like it's very interesting, very ex- yeah. 
experimental, very ahead of its time. So he, how many different perspectives does he tell the story from? It's, oh God, it's, a, it's at least a dozen, I think. Yeah. And that might've been part of the reason I didn't like it. Uh huh. So you have to, and it felt like a puzzle, like so many different people are telling their stories and you're not sure who you can trust and exactly. who's, it's about an interconnected web of family relationships at a moment when things are tense or a moment, a series of time when things are right. tense after somebody's died. And just trying to puzzle out what was going on might've been a fun challenge if I was enjoying the story, but I wasn't. So I was just kind of annoyed. Exactly. That's exactly how I felt. That's the first time that anybody's actually said it the way, but that that's how I felt. Have you liked other Faulkner? Because now I wonder what my, you know, 30 something self would think of my teenage self's opinion, but I loved The Sound and the Fury when I read it in high school. I thought it was interesting. There were only four perspectives, totally different voices. Um, and I read a couple other things by him and I really enjoyed them. But as I lay, lay dying, I just couldn't summon the patience for I actually will be honest with you. That was the first Faulkner that I've read. (laughs) I have only read that. And maybe Um, his other works aren't high on your list. Yeah, I will. I'm certainly open to trying other, Uh you know, I like, I like all of us. I love reading. And so I am open to, um, to trying, but I will not read that one again, (laughs) but I will read other Faulkner. (laughs) Okay. Maybe eventually one day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sarah, what are you reading right now? I am reading actually the third book in a series um, by Lise Wheel. The thir- the series is called the Mia Quinn Mysteries mm-hmm. or something, um, and the book itself is called Lethal Beauty. It's actually a sort of a legal thriller. Um, it goes um, kind of in the chick lit mystery kind of genre. Mm-hmm. Um, fun books. Um, they're just and they're written. Lise Wheel is actually a former prosecutor, so they come from a perspective of somebody with knowledge of the system. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I can kind of read it and mm-hmm. enjoy it. Um, but they're just good, good stories. You know, I, w- I did, wasn't really in the mood for anything, um, too deep right now. I just kind of wanted a good story. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's why I'm on that third book. Okay, nice. Is there anything you want to be different in your reading life right now? Um, yes, there are two things. One, per- one's really specific. Um, and that is, I used to always go to bed reading mm-hmm. and that's how I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I've gotten into this horrible habit of watching TV to go to sleep. Um, and I hate that. I want to go back to reading before I fall asleep. <laughs> so that's one of my specific <laughs> things. Uh-huh. Um, but the broader one is that I would like to branch out the genres that I read. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be purely fiction. Like I only read for a good story. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm, now I've branched out to read things like no greatness without goodness. And, um, you know, a bunch of other nonfiction, but I need to be more intentional about that. Okay. Is there a certain kind of nonfiction you want? Like, do you want instructive or memoir or history or interesting, or just, do you just need to take a little step out of the fiction section of the bookstore? I would say that, um, I really like, I like a good biography, a good, you know, sort of true story Mm -hmm. instructive, not so much. Um, but I want, I, I need to open myself up to all other genres. Okay. I do. Okay. I love it. Those are good. Okay. Sarah, we'll have some books for your reading list right after the break. Perfect. Hey, readers. Before I give Sarah my recommendations about what she should read next, I wanted to fill you in on what's coming up in future episodes. This Friday, you can download a bonus episode with a very special guest, my eight-year-old daughter, Lucy. This episode will follow the regular literary matchmaking format. Lucy and I discuss books that plenty of adult readers know and love and would happily read again, and she's very self-aware about what she likes and what she doesn't. That, That might be nurture over nature. So my hope is that you'll enjoy the episode whether or not you have a younger 
Bigger Reader in your life. If you're a subscriber, you don't have to do anything extra. That episode will pop up automatically in your podcast feed. If you're not a subscriber, go to whatshouldireadnextpodcast.com slash iTunes and subscribe there or use your favorite podcast app. And then next Tuesday's episode will be special in a different way. So many of you have asked if we'll ever get to hear back from previous guests. The answer is yes. And finally, I have updates from a half dozen or so guests who are coming back to share what they read and what they thought about it. It's been so much fun catching up with these guests, and I can't wait to share their updates with you next week. Now, back to my conversation with Sarah. Okay, readers, welcome back. Sarah, here's what I'm seeing in your fiction. We've got character-driven compelling stories. We've got smart, spunky, fiery women, and we've got um, a really strong sense of place in your fiction picks. And then your nonfiction, I'm guessing he can just tell a great story that also warms the human heart. Does that sound good? That's right. That's so right. yep. we'll, we'll see how these dovetail together. Okay. Um, let's see. So fiction, right off the bat, what came to mind for you is The Thornbirds by Colleen McCullough. Do you know anything about this one? I don't. Tell me. Okay. So this is a sweeping novel and a big one, though I don't know if it's quite in Gone with the Wind territory. It tracks three generations of spunky women over the course of 50 years, and it's set in Australian sheep country. And it's especially focused on one woman named Meggie, who we meet when she's quite young. And her, we'll just say a man... Um, there's a romantic relationship at the heart of this book that's doomed from the start, which means it makes all kinds of great material for McCullough to work with for like nearly a thousand pages. So what you need to know about this is so many readers call this their favorite book of all time or the first book they really fell in love with as a reader. But you should also know that for every two people who say like, oh my gosh, the Thornbirds, there's one who says it's just really a soap opera in book form. And, you know, schmaltzy romance. I'm already told I'm going to like that. (laughs) Well, you could really say the same thing about Gone with the Wind, which (laughs) made me think, which made me think. So this is the Australian Gone with the Wind, but no war. (laughs) It's set um, not not in the 19th century, but it's like 1915 to 1960s. So it has an older feel, but not not super old. Right. Okay. Book two how does okay i'm thinking you didn't pick gone with the wind because it was a civil war novel that it just happened to be one that's true i do like civil war novels but that's not why i picked gone with the wind it did just happen to be one okay can we go with smart spunky women yeah okay so we are going to double down on the civil war but i hope you'll think it's worth it and i was just thinking about this book because my local bookstore is um chose this nonfiction history as a book club pick and if it's a book club pick for a popular audience, it's a good sign that you have a really readable, you know, narrative nonfiction, reads like a novel book. So it is Liar, Temptress, Soldier, Spy by Karen Abbott. So this is 100% true history that reads like a novel. So I hope it will be a very gentle way for you to get your wish and read more nonfiction without it feeling like a giant step away from your novels. Perfect. So as you might be able to guess from the title, she's tracking four strong, spunky women who all served as spies in the Civil War. Two worked for the Union, two worked for the Confederacy, and she's taken a little slack for that because she presents them all as very strong, admirable characters. And a couple critics have said, like, hold on, like, do we really believe in the cause? Two of the women we're working for, do we really? But, but she just 
takes them as they are and is really admiring of them. Um, one was a socialite, one was a farmer's daughter, one was an abolitionist, and one was a widow, which, you know, the social status in that time wasn't really, nobody was expecting her to go yes, fight, fight the war. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that either. So they were all motivated by love of country first, we think, but probably a bit of thrill seeking too. So this is their history. It is history, but it's packed with stories that bring the events to life and it unfolds chronologically. So there is built-in suspense, built-in narrative engine. How does that sound? That sounds awesome. Okay. Third pick. We're going to go nonfiction. Okay. I am, I'm really tempted to recommend a fascinating, deep, readable book to you that's kind of pretty depressing. How do you feel about that? I can do that. It's Katrina. What do you think? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So book three is Five Days at Memorial by Sherry Fink. And even though this is depressing, I want to pull it out for you because it's so thoroughly rooted by its subject matter in time and place. It's in Louisiana. Not that anybody can't enjoy this, but it's just, it's such a good story and it's told so well. So it's a difficult book, but it feels so brilliant and it's easy to read. What I mean is, it's very readable. It's not hard to read, even if the content will make you want to weep for the state of man. So Memorial is a hospital in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina. So we all know what happens. The hurricane came through, everything flooded, and chaos ensued. So Fink is a... She won the Pulitzer for medical journalism. Um wow. This is a very sophisticated, very detailed recounting of what happened inside that hospital during and after Hurricane Katrina. And this could totally be a movie. It would be, it would not be an inspirational one. Um, <laughs> she follows individual characters through the novel, detailing how they act, what happens under pressure, the circumstances they face, the tough decisions they had to make. And she sets that against the backdrop of what was going on. Uh, you know, like U.S. crisis management for the hurricane. How does that sound? Oh, that sounds good. Okay. I'd be interested to hear what you think. Yeah, this is not your, like, uplifting, you know, it's not going to make your soul sing. But it's right. I'm good. Okay with, I'm, I'm okay with something that can kind of end up being a little bit of a downer. Um, I won't read a bunch of them back to back, but I'll I'll read the occasional kind of, like, bummer of a book if yeah. it's good. Yeah. So this sounds really good. Okay. I'll be interested to hear what you think. Yeah. Sarah, three new titles. What do you think you'll read next? Uh, uh, <laughs> this is the, this is the dilemma I have every time I'm in a bookstore. Oh my so gosh. Books, it, um, the I struggle think, is real. <laughs> I think I'm going to start with the Thornbirds. Okay. Um, and then I don't know what next. Probably five days. Oh, I want to read all of them at the same time. Um, five Days of Memorial will be um, a close second. I can't wait to hear what you think about that one. I can't wait to let you know. Okay. Thanks so much for talking today. Thanks for having me. Hey, readers. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Sarah. If you have an idea for what Sarah should read next, or if you just want to show your solidarity for her opinions on Gone with the Wind or Watchmen, go to the show notes page at whatshouldireadnextpodcast.com slash 20, that's the numerals two zero, and leave a comment there. That's where you'll also find a list of all the books we discussed in today's episode. Before we go, don't forget to follow the show on Instagram at what should I read next? Readers, that's it for this episode. As Reiner Maria Rilke says, ah, how good it is to be among people who are reading. 
happy reading, everyone.